0: of announcements. I'll I'll let Pete have the announcements today. First day of fall, some of you I see with long sleeves for the first time in in many months. I'm just curious, how many of you? Fall is your favorite season. All right. How about winter? Any winter people out there? Yeah, you guys are crazy. Uh, Spring, any spring folk? There we go. Oh, summer. How about about summer? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my favorite season is when the mosquitoes die. That's that's my favorite season. Uh, pastor Pete, Pastor, how long were you a pastor down in uh, Nevada?
1: Thirty-one years. Thirty-one years. Good to have you up here. Uh, what are it's the announcements? <laughs> what what announcements
0: here. do you have for us today?
1: I'm I'm Pete Nelson, and did you ask me another question?
0: I don't know. Just just go like, with it.
1: This year is this year is not as good as this year. Okay. Yeah. You'll notice uh, the announcements on the back of your bulletin today are all about food. Good Methodist <laughs> fashion, we're all about food. The whole month of October is about food. In the middle of the month, you yeah, have the prop the, the block, which is about food. Parents' night out, what's that about? Food. food. Well, and getting away from, you know, the parents. Uh, World Communion Sunday, food. food. Let's do food. Women's retreat, well, spiritual food. It's all about food, physical and spiritual. So enjoy the month and take advantage of all those amazing opportunities. World Communion Sunday was one of those favorites for me um, when you got to acknowledge that uh, the church is not just here in Meridian, but it is indeed everywhere, everywhere we roam and everywhere we can imagine the church is. So I hope we, uh, next Sunday when we have the various breads and such, we remember that. Our brothers and sisters are everywhere. Um, unless there's other announcements of it, but yeah, I'm, I'm done. Sounds good. Uh, I'm kind of stalling. I'm checking the
0: people upstairs. We had some technical difficulties, it looks like. Are we good? Do you want me to keep stalling? We're, uh, we can roll with the service. All right. Let's take a moment and greet those around us in Christian love and then remain standing for the opening hymns. Mm-hmm.
1: I invite us to join together with the Affirmation of Faith. It's in 885, or it'll be on the screen. The screen went blank. Oh, that screen went blank. That one didn't. Good. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is a one true church, apostolic Apostolic and universal, universal, whose holy faith let us now declare. We believe in God the Father, Father, infinite wisdom, wisdom, power, and love whose mercy is above all his works and whose will is ever directed to his children's good. We believe in Jesus Christ, Son of God and Son of Man, the gift of the Father's unfailing grace, the ground of our hope, and the promise of our deliverance from sin and death. We believe in the Holy Spirit as a divine presence in our lives whereby we are kept in perpetual remembrance of the truth of Christ and find strength and help in time of need. We believe that this faith should manifest itself in the service of love that set forth an the example of our blessed Lord. To the end that the kingdom of God may come upon the earth. Amen. Please be seated. Unless you're a kiddo.
0: If you're a kiddo like fifth grade and down, come on up. This is your time in worship. See you guys. Welcome, welcome. So good to have you. Got something pretty cool there. I want it. I want it. I want it. Can I have it? Why not? Well, stop being jealous. Oh. <laughs> you, you hit one of my things. I, I could be a jealous person. I remember when I was about third grade, fourth grade, that's when my mom and dad would let me start having some sleepover at other kids' houses, right? Yeah. We'd have sleepovers, and it was a lot of fun because I would call and say, hey, Ryan, you ask your mom if you could stay over, and I'll ask my mom if I could stay over. And, and, and their moms always said something like, well, if their mom says it's okay, and so we just lied and said, yeah, yeah, well, our, our parents are cool, and so we'd stay at people's houses. Uh, I didn't learn about the thou shalt not lie yet, but uh, that came. Yeah, I know. But I'd go to their house and Ryan's house had a pool table. That was pretty cool. I wish I, wish I lived at Ryan's house sometime. And then, we, then I went to go stay at, 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 at Rusty's house. And Rusty had a pinball machine in his house. I know, his parents loved him more than our parents. Yeah. <laughs> and then we went over to uh, Eric's house. We went to Eric's house one night to have a sleepover. Eric was the first one of us who got an Atari do you, know, do you know what an Atari is? Yeah, uh, You do? It's like a Nintendo, before there was a Nintendo. Yeah. And then I thought that was pretty cool. And I was, I was just felt so jealous of, of all these kids' houses. And then one night they had a sleepover at our house. And we lived out in the country with a creek and with a railroad track and with all sorts of places. And I remember Eric saying, I wish I lived here. I'm like, oh, aren't we just we're always just jealous of what other people have, aren't we? Yeah, we always look at other people and like oh i wish I wish I had what they had. I wish I had this That's right., oh, Well, thank you very much. <laughs> no nope. Well'll tell you what will you will you go on a tour with me? Will you go on a small walk with me let's Let's go on a small walk. Just follow me this way. <laughs> I want to look at what people have and see if I should be jealous of what they got. Yeah, let's take... That's a cool water bottle. I got to get me one of those cool water bottles. It's a good looking purse. You see anything out here that you want? Let's take a look. What do you want? It's a good looking suit right there. I should probably dress up more for church. I know. Let's see. That's a cool looking purse. My wife might like that. I don't carry purses too often. Yeah, who's got the new iPhone? Anyone got the new iPhone out here? My phone is so old the Amish could use it. Yeah. Let's see. What else could I want? I like those shorts. See anything that you out here that you like? Yeah. Maida's got a nice little walker. Can I borrow this for? No, I won't borrow it for a while. No. Oh, let's see. Yeah. Do you see anything that you want? Probably not so much in this crowd, huh? Yeah. But if we go downstairs to the toy room, yeah. I, there's, there's an iPhone 14. Mine's still in single digits. Yeah. It's a cool watch. I like that watch. I don't have a watch. Anyone, who still has watches? Anyone still have a watch? Who, who now just use their phone for watches? Yeah. I discovered when I wore a watch, out, I always, like, every, every two minutes, I would check the time because I'm that kind of guy that can't be late anywhere I go. I like the scarf. I like that scarf. You got an apple you have an apple watch? I never I don't have an apple watch. What can you do with an apple watch?
2: You can apple set watch. times to run and you can
0: check your heart rate. You can call on it. Do you want to push the button and see what happens? <laughs> no? Me, 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 me. Awesome. Well, the Lord tells us not to covet. Not to covet. That means just just enjoy what you have. It's, it's okay to want something, but if someone else has it, you know, maybe, maybe it's okay for them to have it. And, uh, and our job is just to be, have a heart at peace with what we have. Make sense? Let's pray. God above, we ask your blessings upon these little ones that as they grow in, in godliness and in size, we just pray blessings upon them, their families, those who care for them, that they might find that joy and that peace. That is Jesus Christ. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Have fun at Sunday school today. Thanks, Tammy.
2: Thank you.
3: Good morning, church. I'm Pastor Chen. This is the time of our service where we center our hearts and our minds to receive the message. This is also the time that we share um, our prayer requests and our concerns with one another. So if you have a prayer request that you would like to share with your neighbor today, please share that aloud. And then I will lead us in our pastoral prayer and then the Lord's Prayer, and the words will be on the screen. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we rest in you, knowing that you break into our world in unexpected and surprising ways, always revealing the way of love, compassion, and mercy. Help us to be aware and create space for you in our lives. Remind us, Lord, to slow down, to connect with you. May we prioritize our time to follow you and learn your ways in all that we do. And may we continually practice your presence. For in you, we discover rest and renewal, and we're restored. Teach us, Lord, to live into your unforced rhythms of grace and covet nothing in this world except a close relationship with you. Lord, may this closeness be reflected in our relationships with others so that all things may be rooted in love. And Lord, today we come together as your people, the people of love compassion and mercy and we come together to to pray as jesus taught his disciples to pray our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. You've
0: got to be careful with what the choir does. Uh, I, I, just, a, just a closer walk. That's kind of cruel for Debbie, who's in a boot. <laughs> To sing that. Uh, the last time the bells played, we're, we're in the middle of a Ten Commandments series. Uh, this is the last one, Covening. Uh But a few weeks back, the bells played, and it took me a week to figure out what they did. Uh, it, the, the sermon was, Thou Shalt Not Steal, and their opening song, and I didn't hit this till the next week. Steal away, steal away, steal. <laughs> She's tricky. She's tricky like this. Our, our next hymn, uh, Down to the River to Pray, um, comes fr- it's, it's from a movie, actually. Oh, uh, Brother, Where Art Thou? And it's about, about baptisms uh, coming down to the river. In, in 25 years, I've only done three baptisms of full immersion down at the river, or a swimming pool in one case. Never in the summertime. <laughs> Did once uh, in, in October, <laughs> I remember that. Uh, um, uh, May, May so close to summer, and and January and I remember them because uh, we went down to the river to pray as willing and able let's stand and sing let's go down to the river to pray.
1: lessons this morning are from Pentateuch and then from two of the Gospels. First, from the book of Exodus. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male or female servant, his ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. And from the Gospel of Matthew, the fifth chapter. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. And from the 18th chapter of Luke A certain ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not give false testimony, honor your father and mother. Well, all these I have kept since I was a boy, he said. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, you still lack one thing. Sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then, Come, follow me. When he heard this, he was very sad because he was very wealthy. Jesus looked at him and said, How hard is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? Indeed, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. May God add his blessing." to even this reading of his word this day. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Pete.
0: So here we are at the end of our Ten Commandments series. We had a pretty good run. You've heard stories and sermons on the law of Moses from from idolatry to stealing to Sabbath-keeping to adultery. We have explored why God would want us to keep our behaviors and actions in some, some parameters in check. And of course, we are to follow these commands because he loves us and wants the best for us. Our lives are easier, I have discovered, if we don't lie, if we don't steal, if we don't kill, if we don't cheat on our spouses, if we have a day of rest, and so on. A lot of times when I teach these to the kids, I think, why does God want to put limits on what I do? Actually, these these boundaries give us more freedom by freeing us from guilt and the natural consequence of broken laws. If I have the freedom to lie, I lose the freedom of being trustworthy. If I utilize the freedom of adultery, I lose the freedom of a caring and loving relationship. These commands are here not because we have a demanding God, but because God just wants the best for you. I was in... uh, I was in Jiffy Lube a while back, and uh, I was waiting in the lobby, and they got the TV there, right? Usually it's uh, like Nickelodeon or something like that. Uh, but they was turned to the news, and uh, they ran a story of a lawsuit somewhere that they were going to take the Ten Commandments out of public dispro- uh, display on, on government property. And the people who wanted the Ten Commandments still displayed mentioned that this, they're the basis of all our laws. You, if you take them out, then we're all just, it's, we're, you know, society is just going to get a heck in a handbasket. And the ma- I was standing there, and the manager was right there, and the manager knew I was a pastor. Uh, and, he, and he said, I know where you stand on this one. And so I thought I'd have some fun. And so I replied, yes, get him out of there. Take them down. And his eyes got big, and he says, what do you mean? And I said, if they're the basis of all of our laws, if they're the bedrock of our community, let me ask you this. Of all 10 commands, which ones can you still go to jail for? Which ones are the basis of our legal system? There's 10. How many of them can I break and they would send me away to jail? Murder? Stealing? Stealing? And lying under cir- circumstances, right? Uh, I could lie, I could lie, I lie, but if I go in front of a judge and lie, uh, I'll, I'll have to wait for my presidential pardon, right? So two, two really, out of ten, are, are, are illegal. How can it be the basis of our courts if only two still have any effect? Well, today we're kind of catching, uh, this, is, this is God's catch-all commandment, if you will. And uh, do, you, do you ever have those job descriptions where they, they lay them all out and then there's the one at the end that just says, and other do these as, as assigned? That's kind of what this 10th commandment is, just a little bit. It doesn't refute behavior. It's different from the rest. The rest tell you what not to do, like specific actions. Uh, but this one's about attitude. It's about heart. Thou shalt not covet sometimes we read the word covet and we put the word want in there you're not supposed to want anything well every day billions of dollars get spent on advertising and just just in the mail alone let alone what you see on the screen uh, and we're not supposed to want anything do you ever just go to the mail you pick up the mail and you walk to the trash can and it just all all i do is i go from the mail to the trash can that's all i do that's it every day you know it's, it's what it is. Um, we're not supposed to want anything. But then I walk through Best Buy or Costco. They put the TVs right there. I got to get me a big screen TV. I got to get me a big screen TV. I walk through Lowe's and I walk through Home Depot. Dangerous places. And I look at, I, I look at everything. I got to get me, well, everything. Right? I drive by the Mazda dealership. I have been known to stop. And I'm not even looking for a car, but, ooh, look at that, a Mazda Miata, a little, mm. take it out for a test drive. And they know, they've seen me before. Like, uh, you got to stop coming in. Uh, I got to get me a little little sporty car. It's for my family. That's why I'm getting (laughs) safety. I I go through the sporting goods store and I I look at the top of the line, big Bertha golf uh, golf clubs, right? The big Bertha. The reason I can't hit the ball straight is because I don't have a big Bertha golf club. And I got to get me one of these. Our house sits on a small lot. We live over about 10 miles in Franklin, new division. But but honestly, the, 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 uh, the grass that we have would fit on this stage front and back. Like it's not a lot of grass. It takes me 15 minutes to mow my lawn, and we have a little weak electric a little mower because it don't it don't take much. And I and I look down the, the street, and then our neighbor two doors down has a riding lawnmower for this size of grass, and I laugh at him. He's he's done in three minutes. It's it's overkill. And then I think rider. Right, I got to get me one of these. You know? We went to the state fair one summer. And with the kids, we went to go look at tractors. I don't have a farm. But in the back of my mind, you know what I'm thinking? I got to get me one of these. Take two seconds, and you're going to turn to your neighbor, and you're going to say, I got to get me, and you fill in the blank. All right? You fill in the blank. Take, take about 12 seconds. Talk to your neighbor. <laughs> we, we all got something, yeah. You, you, you might covet a house, you might, you might, covet, you might covet money, you might cover, covet, covet a spouse, it might be a career. And we know it's wrong to covet, but, but we can't get away from wants. It's human nature to want. Aren't we wired to go out, leave the cave, kill something, drag it back? We, we want stuff for creature comforts, for survival. If we never wanted anything, we wouldn't leave the house. And that's when I take a look at the scriptures. Let's take a look at the 10th commandment. You shall not covet your neighbor's house, your neighbor's wife, or his manservant, or maidservant, ox, donkey, anything that belongs to your neighbor. Coveting is not about wanting. Covet and want are different. I like to think of it like this coveting is a sinister want, it's a sinister want. It's like when I talk to the kids, it's about, I want what they have. Not something like it, I want that specific one. I want theirs. It's okay to want. When I'm swimming, I want to float. (laughs) I want a home to live in. I want food for my family. I want a car, I want my kids to have an education. Wants are fine. In the Beatitudes, we read that we are to want... Righteousness. Paul tells us in Philippians, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, right, pure, lovely, admiral, want these things. Another version of the Bible says want. Want these things. Go after them. But want turns ugly when two things come into play. And one of the kids picked it out for me this morning. Jealousy. Jealousy. And what do you think the other one is? What's what's, what's right next to jealousy? Envy. Envy. Jealousy and envy. What's the difference I hear you say? Jealousy is when you want something that they have. Envy is where you want it so bad that you don't want them to have it. Have you ever had that? If I can't have it, no one's going to have it. That's envy. Coveting is, is marked by jealousy and envy. I like how the scripture is phrased. If we substitute the word covet with jealousy and envy, it would be something like this. You shall not be jealous of your neighbor's house. You shall not be envious of your neighbor's spouse. You shall not be jealous of anything your neighbor's had. That's, that's what God's going after here. You're supposed to want stuff. You're not supposed to be jealous or envious of another. If I only had their home, if I only had their car, if only my spouse looked like that, if only I could have been a trust fund baby like, like some that I see on reality TV. Envy turns a heart black. You've heard the phrase, green with envy. Ancient Greeks thought that the emotions of jealousy and envy caused an overproduction of bile in the liver. I don't know why they thought that, but that was what they thought. And that would turn you a little, little green. Um, Shakespeare picked up on that. Uh, And two of his plays called it the green monster. Oh, beware, my lord of jealousy. It is the green-eyed monster which doth mock the meat it feeds on. It makes us do stupid things is what it does. We buy things that we can't afford. Things that we don't even need to impress people we don't even like. I got, got, got a good friend when they, were, when they were kids, hated summer. Summer was not the, their season of, of, of love. Uh, they didn't have air conditioning in the car. And in the summer, they would have their windows rolled up because they didn't, the, the mom and dad did not want their neighbors to know that they couldn't afford air conditioning. 105 outside, and the kids are dying in the back. Gallup did a poll a while back. What would you do for $10 million dollars? And about a quarter of the people said they'd abandon their family for a quarter mil, or for, a, for, for 10 mil. Uh, quite a few would abandon their church. Not you folk, I know, but uh, enough to, to register. 23% would become prostitutes for a week. Uh, 16% would give up their American citizenship. You, you could do a lot with 10 million overseas. 16% would leave their spouses. 3% would put their kids up for adoption. Some of you are wondering which kid. (laughs) Ten million. I believe that God put the Ten Commandments in this order. He put coveting in there. Because it it's the gateway sin. It's what it really is. Before we lie, we covet. Before we steal, we covet. Before we cheat on our spouses, we covet. Before we do a whole host of other sins, There's something broken in the heart. You probably remember the rich young ruler from the Gospel of Luke. He followed all the laws. And Jesus, he said, Jesus, what do I need to do? And Jesus gave him, him. Don't read it to everybody. But Jesus Jesus knew what was on his heart. Jesus, what do I need to do? And Jesus (laughs) said, said, so you have too much, too much, not too much money, but you have too much love of money. The root of all evil is the love of money. Not money, love of money. And he had love of money. It's all right to be rich. I hope to be one of them someday. Solomon was rich. Abraham was rich. They blessed others and they built beautiful things and they did things for the, for the, for the kingdom. But for whatever reason, this person had a heart that he couldn't let it go. Someone asked me a while back, Pastor Mike, why don't you preach more about sin? I'm like, all right, which, which sin do you want me to preach on? What, what are you having problems with? And they said, oh, don't preach on my sin. I want you to preach about other people's sin. Like, oh, hold on here. <laughs> uh, that, that's, just, that's just your way of... When I go to mom and dad and say, who do you love more knowing the answer? <laughs> right? And I love you all the same. That's not the answer we wanted to hear. Uh, but here, tell me your sin and I'll preach on it. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. I want you to talk about this sin. Like, well, do you have a problem with this sin? No. Then I'm wasting my time. I want to talk about what's, what's going on in our hearts. Quick story to close this up. I don't know if this is true or not, but this is, it, it, it goes around the preaching circles, and so I, uh, I want to I think it's true. But uh, if, if, you, if you go to another continent and you're trying to collect monkeys for the zoo, do you know how hard it is to, cut, to catch a monkey? It's hard. They, they're, they're nimble, they're quick, they're intrigued. It's, it's, a giraffe is right there. Just go get a giraffe. But monkeys are hard until someone came up with this trick. You know how to catch a monkey? So you get a melon. A melon whose it's a little too hard to, to break open with just, just monkey hands. Uh, but if you cut a hole in there, just, just big enough for the monkey's hand to get in. Do you know what the monkey likes in this melon? All the seeds and and, and the pulp. So the so you cut a hole and you just put it out there. And sure enough, soon enough you you'll hear a monkey going nuts. Because they got their hand in the in the melon. They got, their, they got their hand around the seeds in the pulp, but they can't get it out because the hole is not big enough <laughs> with their hand like this. And do you think that monkey will ever let go of the stuff in the inside? <laughs> no, they are gonna, they're going to stay and fight this thing out. So all you have to do to catch a monkey, put a hole and come back 20 minutes later and here's a monkey. Still working with, the monkey knows it's in danger. It knows someone's after it, but re, they refuse. They refuse to let go of their grip. That's how you catch a monkey. That's how the evil one can catch us. What do you have your hand on? What don't you want to let go of for the kingdom? It's easier, easier for, a, for, a, for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. I've heard that explained many different ways. Some, I've heard it like uh, uh, the eye of the needle is, is, is an is a, is a entrance uh, into a city or into a hut and for the camel to go through it has to unladen everything before it can come through. That, that's a nice poetic way of doing it. I've, I haven't found actual uh, scriptural reference for that. I think Jesus is just telling us it's just hard. You got your ticket to heaven in this hand but you got to let go of something to get it. What's on your heart? It's okay to want. But if your wants are based in jealousy or envy, let it go. I have enough. You have enough. Love God enough to be contented. Love people enough not to envy. Love yourself enough not to be jealous. Coveting, it's when you look at others and you focus on yourself. Jesus asks us to look at him and think of others. I got to get me a heart like that. The family of God said, Amen. amen. As we come to the offertory, a word of thanks to those who faithfully participate in the giving to this church. You make ministries and love and care happen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We are getting to the time of year where we're starting to look ahead at next year's budget. We're looking at next year's programming. One other area that we're looking at are the committees and the teams that we have in place uh, to make these things happen. Uh, We have several structured committees. We have trustees. We have uh, trustees do the building and property. We have finance, handle all the money and the disbursements and the income. Uh, we have Staff Parish. They do the, the personnel of this church. And we have the Administrative Council, kind of the overarching committee. Uh, these, there, there are people on these teams they are on a three-year cycle for the most part, uh, three years on, and then, and then they get to graduate off. Uh, you're not on a committee for life, but we are looking at, for next year's committees, there are some people graduating off, and we're looking to fulfill them. In the olden days, we used to make phone calls uh, to our favorite people to see if <laughs> who we can get on, uh, the teams, but I want to open it up just in case we miss people. If you have a heart for trustees or, a, or personnel or finance or church council, if you want to nominate you or you want to nominate your friend who's sitting right next to you, take a look at the person next to you. Would they be good on one of these teams? <laughs> Let me know in the next few weeks we'll be fulfilling these uh, committee's uh, obligations. Let us receive the offertory. Let us stand for the doxology and prayer. Receive with our gifts gratitude for your goodness, penitence for our pride, and dedication to your service. In Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Our closing song, I Saw the Light. Yes. Next week, we start a new series, uh, for, uh, for the sermon series anyway. Uh, we spent 10 weeks doing Old Testament uh, of just laws, 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 laws. We're going we're gonna to have a little fun with uh, October. We're doing a Wizard of Oz series. So next week, finding wisdom, and finding heart, and finding courage. Uh, the DS will come in and preach one week. I think uh, uh, Pastor Jen's going to do something with uh, rainbows. Uh, and finding finding peace and all that. And then, uh, yeah, for All Saints Sunday, uh, there's no place like home. So I hope you join us for those. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. That as we celebrate the changing of the seasons, may God's love, peace, and warmth be with you all. Amen. Amen.